What is going on, everyone? Mikeo back with another episode of Hobby Talk. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to the show. Finally back, another episode, and back for the first time in a few episodes, I'm bringing in baseball collector Mike Moynihan. Mike M., well-known from Baseball Collector, as well as Bench Clear Media, as well as Hobby Hotline, as well as Chasing Cardboard. Mike, is there a single day during the course of the year that you are not in a YouTube feed? Yes. Christmas Day? No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've i only shot six videos. Like, seriously, six videos today. But Only six? Why not double uh, digits? Well, I, there's not enough hours. And I had to work at some today, you know. Uh, but between bench clear and golden age podcast. And it was an unusual day. Usually I'm, I honestly, I don't shoot stuff every day. So no, I'm not every day. Well, there's always something waiting for you to be on there. So you can be found if you want to see some more uh, baseball collector, you can find Mike on his own YouTube channel or many, many others. And I'm sure you do some other social media as well, but YouTube is really kind of your main source of, consuming and uh putting out content from what i can tell and well certainly you enjoy the hobby you enjoy cards you seem to have quite the collection and uh you enjoy the community as well saw that in hobby palooza which took place a few weeks ago yeah i i uh (laughs) we've both been a part of this community for a long time you you longer than me but i uh I have made so many great friends, honestly, and it's the best part about it. Honestly, it's the best part. Yeah, it certainly enhances the experience of collecting. I mean, breaking a box or buying a card is fun. Being able to share it with others, be inspired by others, and enjoy it with others is the best part. And you know what's coming up here in the next week is the 2022 National Sports Collectors Convention this year in Atlantic City. Once again, it's a great experience, and we'll go on about it a little bit and some of what it entails. There's so much going on at the National, but the main purpose, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you. Of course, I'm going there to look at cards. I'm going there to acquire cards for the collection, but I'm really going, and what enhances it and what makes it really worth it, if you want to look at a reason that it's worth going because of course there are card shows, there are card shops, there's eBay and such the community hanging out with your fellow collectors, whether they're involved on YouTube or not. Um, But specifically YouTube, YouTube is just another level because we consume content. We watch our fellow YouTubers daily, hourly, sometimes maybe even only weekly, but you watch them and to experience it with them is just absolutely incredible. And it's really hard to put into words. It's hard to really fully describe or appreciate, I think, unless you actually find a way to experience that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've been to nationals before pre-YouTube and it was a very different experience. I just walked around by myself. I didn't really know anyone and bought some cards and I had a great time but it is on a whole nother level now. And I I feel like it just keeps getting better every year. It feels like 
there's just more people in the community, uh, more people that follow my channel, follow what I do. And so you have more friends and just more acquaintances and it's, it's great. It's the best part. Like you said. Yeah, no doubt. And there's so much going on, but just to kind of start slow, obviously there could be some people listening that are traveling to their first national attending their first national. I, I know they're out there and there's tons of videos and people are constantly putting out videos about the national, especially this time of the year. I mean, it's been going on for the last month, but any uh, quick, easy tips for new attendees to the national or even someone who hasn't been there for quite a while. Cause I mean, the hobby's changed a little bit over the years. I mean, it's really evolved. It seems like a lifetime ago, the last time it was in Atlantic city. I mean, there were like $25 boxes of Donner's football cards and tops Chrome. It was like, Oh my gosh, a jumbo box. It just came out. It's 80 bucks. So a little bit of a different world. For sure. I mean, to me, I, I look mainly for singles. I'm not looking for wax. There's plenty of it there, but uh, I'm looking for singles. I, I think having a list is really important, whether it's on your phone or just don't make it where it has to be connected to the internet. I'm sure the internet will be fine, you know, through your cellular device, but I don't want to count on that. I want to have a redundant system ready to go. So I don't accidentally buy a card I already have. And so, I just always have my list with me. Uh, I'll be using my phone all the time to look at that list, but just in case I don't, my electronic version is kaputting out for some reason, I'm ready to go with a physical list. Um, so make sure you have a list of cards that you're targeting and no comps. I, I, I say this half jokingly and half serious. No, if you have a few cards that you're searching for, and a certain grade that you're or grade range, even that you're looking for or raw, know what the, they sell for so that you can quickly assess if you see that card at a dealer's table and go, yep, or nope, we're way off. I'll never get them down to where I think it should be or what I'm willing to pay. And you can move on quickly instead of, uh, you know, spending your time searching eBay sold listings to, to do a comp. But, uh, and it really sucks if the dealer doesn't have their prices on. That's the my biggest pet peeve is dealers not pricing their cards. And that's true of all shows, not just the and, espe and especially like the common cards. Like yes. if you have something like super rare, I mean, whatever, I get it. But like when you have something that there's, it's in literally hundreds of other showcases, there should be a price on it. And that would right. be quite helpful. Yeah. And that way it's much easier. You don't have to bother the dealer. Hey, what do you want on this? You know, and. And you don't want to kill time because. Right. I mean, the national is only so long. I mean, a lot of people I think who are new to go and they're like, oh, I'm just going to go for a day or two. You know, that'd be plenty of time. And it depends what you're looking for. It depends what you want to accomplish there. But to me, like five days, five full days is almost not enough because it's yeah. so massive it's so big i mean if you if you go 5 days you can walk the entire thing you certainly can't go through as many probably value boxes as you'd like you can't necessarily see everything in a showcase and that's 5 days and the days go by really quick it might seem like they won't but especially if you're involved somewhat in the community you're going to be running into people constantly having conversations enjoying yourself you you might want to take a break and like that five minutes that you have to wait to ask for a price that may be a complete waste of your time. 
is they just add up. Five yeah. minutes adds up. Twenty-five I, minute waits is an hour. Yeah, I like saying you know floor time is valuable time, and you you want to be as efficient as you can. You're still not going to you know I'm going to be there four days. I won't see everything, and it's overwhelming no matter how many times you've been. I think you could agree with that statement that no doubt you walk, walk in, in, you're like, oh, I'm ready to go. And then you're just like, Oh my goodness. Yes. It's like, Holy moly. What have I gotten myself into in a wonderful way, but probably by, I don't know, day, certainly by the end of day two, I don't know about you, but I'm walking around and I know immediately if I'm interested in a, in a showcase, like I can tell very quickly my kind of stuff or not my kind of stuff. And that can help because you just see the same stuff all the time. There is a lot of, re of repetitiveness in the show, right? You're seeing a lot of the same cards everywhere. Yeah, for sure. And it like, I, I do a little bit of everything, of course, the modern, the ultra modern and all the way back to pre-war, but there's no doubt, like you can go to certain areas and there could be a hidden gem, but I'll look and I'll be like, all right, I see 95% basketball. Like I don't have time to right. boom, I'll move on. Or if you have someone who's selling some non-sports stuff or something like that, you can move along quickly. And usually I personally use the national when it comes to cards to look for stuff that I can't just pop onto eBay and buy at any time. So I will target a lot of the old school stuff for sure. And especially as we get towards the end and there's like a time crunch, I'm like, all right, I saw this card. Like I want to see if I can find another to double check or, you know, just get back to that one and just going to kind of look at the table and back. All right, make that split decision. Like, Nope, going to pass, pass on this table and just keep moving. Yeah. Keep good notes, you know, to your point of, as you're going through all this stuff, Make sure you're writing where, what table it's at, who the dealer is, what the card was, what the price was. You think that won't matter? Oh, I'll remember later. You won't. I'm, I hate to tell I'm, you. I'm still looking for a Max Scherzer, uh, Allen and Ginter autograph from like Chicago, two Chicago shows ago. Because at some point, I'm like, oh, I know exactly. And then I remember I just, I spent like four hours looking for it again one day, and I was like, all right, it's it's lost. Yeah, and that. You know, if you just make simple notes, it'll save you so much time. That whole time thing. I did the same thing. Oh, I guess it was Cleveland and I was looking for a DiMaggio autograph that I wanted and I didn't write it down and so stupid, but uh, I ended up finding it, but I had to pay a bounty. I had to you know, start texting all my friends like, hey, I'm looking for this card. If you see it, let me know. And uh, I paid a bounty to find it, ultimately found it, but it took way longer than it should have. Yeah. And like you mentioned previously, handwritten notes are very useful. I would say to, of course, embrace technology, use a little bit of that, but go old school as well, because you will be sending messages and the battery in your phones. I mean, I know batteries have improved from three, four or five years ago, but you're still going to burn through them pretty quick. So, I mean, if you have an extra charger, extra battery, for your phone, that's great. Uh, but, you know, using some old school technology will help as well, for sure. And not using your friends, but making use of your friends can help. Like you said, reaching out to others. Hey, I'm looking for this specific, like something that's a little tougher to find because you may overlook it by accident and someone else might sure. see it and help you out. Um, and then also 
uh, when you were talking about comps, like, listen, you should know certain cards about what they go for, for sure, if they're your main targets, but you might run into something fairly rare that just wasn't on your radar, radar, but you're really interested in it. And there's people out there who have access to tools you may not, um, you know, like the vintage uh, price guide and such. VCP. Yeah. yeah, VCP, which I now have. Um, but in the past, I would reach out to Andrew and offset cards. Hey, I found me this. Too. Do you <laughs> mind looking this up for me? And that, way you, and that way you'd have a price range in mind to be like, all right, this is fair. Or how many are out there? Because that's, you know, something um, to consider as well. Like, what are my chances of finding it elsewhere? Some of these, you know, a card may not have sold for two or three years. And then, you know, hey, maybe I can pay a few more dollars because I may not see it again. You just brought something up that I think is a great point. And don't be locked into I've got I'm only going to buy this card. My some of my favorite national purchases over the years are stuff I didn't even know I was looking for. You know, it, it wasn't on my radar pre-show. And I mean, stuff like you'll you'll go to uh, baseball card exchange. They have deals of the day. Hopefully they bring that back this year. They didn't have it last year because they didn't need to. Uh, and they and they may not do it this year, but that's going to be on their website or on a Facebook or Facebook page, Baseball Card Exchange. They used to have deals of the day, and that was always I'd always pick up stuff there that I didn't know I wanted it, but I couldn't pass it up for five dollars for a Hall of Famer autograph, eight by ten or something. You know, just things that I wasn't looking for this, but man, I can't pass it up. And there's just going to be cool stuff like that you'll see at this show that you won't see necessarily everywhere else. Like you said, the rare stuff that you can't just buy on eBay tomorrow. Uh, but it, it's that, to me, that's the fun is the hunt. And I don't know what I'm going to see on the next table. I can't wait to look, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And there's no doubt you can have a great time, no matter what your budget is, no matter how many days you can go. If you can get there all five days, I think you'll have a great time. You will, if you get bored, then I just personally believe you probably don't enjoy the hobby because there's so much stuff to look at. I mean, I do a ton of just looking around, whether it's the auction houses, just looking at stuff that, you know, I can't even dream of purchasing or just looking at stuff that wouldn't fit the collection, but that's super cool. Right. And then, of course, there's so many cards to just look at and browse and people to hang out with and talk to. But if you can only make it for a day or two, if you're local, I do think this show will have a lot more attendees for a day or two. New York, Philadelphia, two hotbeds in the hobby. I think you'll see a lot of people either go for one night um, or, or just do day trips. And you can do that and have a good time. I mean, there's a lot to do. That, and it's great for the entire family. There's tons of events for kids, Panini, Tops. They always do stuff, a lot of the other companies as well. And, I mean, there's going to be tons of dollar boxes, dime boxes, quarter boxes, those are usually the types of boxes I hit more at like local mall shows just because, you know, I'm just going there and I can spend an hour or two digging through them. The national, I've never really done it, but I've heard of people picking up amazing stuff out of those boxes. Maybe this year I'll try and do a little bit more of that if I can, but I, I you know, I'm only going to budget so much time for that. But I mean, there's stuff from every price range and there'll be wax as well. And thankfully, the wax prices have come down a little bit. At least there's more choices at more affordable prices, but you will see stuff. You'll be able to buy old school boxes too. And that can be fun as well. Breaking like a box of 90 Fleer or 92 tops or 
87 tops. I mean, you can get these boxes at affordable prices and just kind of take a trip down memory lane as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you have in your pocket. If you know, you can have a great time. That's, that's no question. And it's beyond the show. I mean, I don't know how much you want to get into what happens after the show. Uh, if you're going to be not just driving in and driving out at night, there is so much to do. I think now more than ever uh, in last year was kind of the start of that. Last year was essentially a 24 seven national for right. days upon days. I mean, it, at any hour of the day or night, you could find some sort of makeshift trade night or there was some sort of event going on. I don't know if it'll be quite 24 seven this year, cause we'll be a little more spread out, but there will be plenty to do. Um, I think from the early morning till late at night. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, you used to be you'd go to dinner maybe with some friends and then go back to your room and go to bed, you know, I mean, it wasn't now, like you said, there's, I think it'll be a little bit more muted this year, given just the environment of Atlantic city and the lack of hotels that aren't casinos. You know, I don't think casinos are going to be allowing these impromptu trade nights happening in their, in their lobby. I could be wrong, uh, which would be fine, but, uh, yeah, we're doing a, I know on Thursday night of the show, we're doing a, uh, just get together of YouTube content creators watch, you know, if you're watching or listening, you're invited, you know, it, and so we're doing that at the Sheraton, which is connected to the convention center, I believe, uh, just down in the lobby in the bar area, there's gotta be a bar area. I've never been there. So I'm kind of doing this very ad hoc impromptu like let's just hope it all works out i'm hoping it all works out hey it doesn't matter we got air conditioning and a way to get something to drink i mean people are gonna have a great time it's very informal it's just a hangout and everyone just exactly everyone's just in one area chatting it up and you're doing your best now i mean back a few years ago it was like all right 20 30 40 people whatever very easy to have decent sized conversations with everyone now it's like I don't know how many people showed up last year, but it felt like in excess of a hundred people. Like, yeah, it and was it's, well over a hundred last and it's, year. You know, it's, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun to just, you know, take a step back there and just like, look around and be like, man, this is pretty cool. Like people from all areas of the country hanging out, like with this one common, one common and, thing we all share. And all areas of the hobby too. You know, um, it's not just the baseball guys or the, you know, football dudes or whatever. It's, it's everybody kind of puts aside their, um, their niche, you know, that they're in normally and they just like, Hey, this is a special time. Let's all hang out. And that's, that's always great. That yeah, also I'm just, I'm just thinking last year, just like real quick, like just off the top of my head, I'm thinking, all right, you had TTM Troy there who does TTMs and you had Pepino man. Who's like, the set collector binder raw guy. And then you have the great at card guys. And then you had up North collectors who are just breaking wax and you had four leaf cards. Who's doing the artwork. Then you have baseball collector. Yeah. You're there with all your slabs and it's just like a mix of so many different peoples who collect all different things. And like you said, baseball, football, basketball, hockey guys. So it's, I mean, there's going to be someone who you can, match up with there. So I, I encourage everyone to go out, hang out and have a good time there. 
that also happens to correspond with the national trade night, which is the first time the national has ever sponsored trade night, which is a great event run by Ryan Johnson from card collector Two. in years past. He's still doing it, but the national is really endorsing that they're actually using space in the convention center for trade night on Thursday. That's at the same time it starts at seven, but it'll go till who knows how late. And, uh, Meaning you can do both. Like, don't think you have to pick one event or the other. You can come hang out with us for a while, go to trade night, come back, go to, you know, whatever floats your boat, you know, knock yourself out. It's, there's just so many, that's what's great about it is there's options. You can do multiple things in an evening. You don't have to be just pigeonholed into one, one thing. Yeah. You just take a walk with, uh, you know, a couple of your buddies, go check out the trade night, be like, all right, this isn't for me going back. I mean, people are going to be hanging out. Some people call it a night early. They're going to go get some rest. Many of us uh, like myself usually go, ah, I should probably go to bed at 11, but you know, we'll try for one and it'll become three or four, but you know, things uh, change. You're just having a great time. So you don't want it to end. And that's kind of the way I usually feel about the national. Cause it's just, it's kind of, it's just great. It's so it's so much fun. It's just an absolute blast. Well, there there are other people that say, "Well, I can't be there Thursday." Well, you're in luck because this year Friday there's another YouTube get together, content creator slash. You know, again, if you're listening to this, you're invited to this too. It's Friday night. Uh, it is. I can't remember. Darn it! It's I know not, it's it's some sort of rooftop. Um, it's a I, rooftop bar, and dang it. That's terrible that I don't know that off the top of my head. Especially well, it's being hosted by Filmington and Silver Jackify. So, right. you know, you're going to have a good time. Just listen to those two guys alone. Even if no one else shows up, you can just listen to those two go off about the hobby. But we know there'll be plenty of uh, people hanging out there. Yeah. So check their channels. I'm sure they'll be mentioning it. Uh, that'll be Friday night. Also, Friday night is the PSA dinner. Uh, there. They're doing that. They used to do a PSA luncheon. Now it's a dinner. Uh, I think there's a panini party Friday night and Saturday night from what I remember. Is that true, Mike? I believe so. All I know, I can say this. Like, you will not get bored. You will have plenty of options and stuff to do nonstop. You have the show every day, right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You have different events during the show and there's it's not just dealers set up you're gonna have tops fanatics panini upper deck comc sgc psa csg they're all gonna be there all the big companies either showing off stuff or providing you know different experiences or insights ebay usually i would recommend checking out that ebay page there you or the ebay booth they typically give out like $10 coupons, totally worth uh, grabbing grabbing them. I make use of them each and every year for sure. There'll for be tons sure. of there'll be tons of freebies. Of course, you have options to get autographs. You can get free autographs too. Sometimes, you know, you might need the VIP for certain ones, but honestly, there's so many people with VIP tickets that don't have interest or time for the autographs there's typically people handing out autograph tickets. So if you're into autographs, some of the lesser names, I mean, there's a good chance people are going to be like, Hey, you want tickets? I mean, that's what I did with mine last year. I was like, I do not have time for, I think it was like Brian McRae or someone. And I just gave them to a family and they got extra items signed. So there's so much stuff in the show. And then, like you said, outside of the show, 
there's all sorts of, I don't really follow like the panini parties. And I know there's some sort of like NFT panini parties, like those are going on. And there's going to be many other trade nights as well. Like you said, the YouTube hangouts, the organized ones, and there's going to be completely unorganized ones too, that just pop up. Um, Cause there's going to be a lot of Airbnbs this year. So I'm sure, you know, there'll be some uh, hangouts there as well. So it's going to be uh it's going to be awesome. The PSA yeah. dinner, the tops Q and a like yeah. just endless, endless events going on. And let's not forget we're in Atlantic city. So you have your choice of casinos. If you want to partake in some late night gambling, which I will probably do most nights, but uh, it's, there's just so much to do. And Atlantic city has been poo-pooed as a venue and, I get it. It's hard to travel to and all of this, but once you're there, it doesn't really matter. Does it? I'm not like leaving every day or something. I can just get there as long as I get there. It's kind of a pain to get there, but I'll get there and then I'll get home, you know, uh, in betweens when all the fun happens, I'll worry about the traveling headaches on the front end and back end. Yeah. I love having the East coast set up because for me, it's convenient that I can just drive there and I don't have to book the flights and all that, but I get, why people are frustrated if you have to fly several hours and then either take a train an Uber, you know, maybe you're lucky enough to have a friend that can give you a ride like that helps, but you're more, more than likely flying into Philadelphia and then you have to travel. So that, that is frustrating. Of course, costs this year are way up Atlantic city in the past has been expensive, at least from what I looked far more expensive than either Cleveland or Chicago hotel wise. This year is especially bad due to, everything that's going on, of course. So the travel. So, I mean, that has created a ne negative spin along with prices falling in the hobby to a degree, certainly at least in some aspects, the uh, ultra modern stuff. I think that's turned off some people as well, but either way, it's going to be a great event. If you're going to the national, you're going to have a blast. You're going to have a ton, ton of fun, unless you break a lot of wax, get crushed there and then get tempted to try and recover your losses at the casino and get crushed there. Then maybe you'll be a little disappointed, but you know, that's a double whammy ready to whack you. No doubt. And then the, there's options for meals and stuff too. Like that's another time where you, you're going to be able to hang out with people and get stuff to eat and stuff. So it it's just, it's great. And the nationals, just so many things, I guess, to different people, to some people, it's a business trip to other people. It's just a flat out vacation. It's a chance to look at cards. It can be a combination of everything, but it's certainly an experience and it's an escape from reality where you're literally focused on friends, cards, and sports for days straight. Like there, if you can't have a good time there, then yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So there's all the events, there's the cards, there's just so many things going on at this national. Is there anything specific, Mike, that you're uh, super, super excited for? Outside of just the fact that the Nationals finally here, one of our favorite times of the year. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the seeing people and hanging out with people. There's there's a lot of people I don't see, but once a year at this thing, you know. So it's it's great. I'm I'm looking forward to picking up some cool stuff. I think there's going to be an opportunity this year with the way prices have gone, the way the economy is that. I wouldn't just say there's not going to be any deals. Like people said that last year, I got plenty of deals. You know, I don't, 
a deal is what you make it. You don't have to buy the card and they don't have to sell it to you. You can walk away. And unless it's a one-on-one, you're probably going to find one, one row over, two rows over, three rows over. And so just be patient. You know, I try to tell people like walk this, walk the floor, especially if you're there multiple days, you know, walk the floor, look around, see what's going on. Um, I'm not saying there can't be a deal early on that you can't pass up on. I mean, if I'm there five minutes and I haven't bought a card yet, something's wrong, but I'm just saying that you, you can be patient and, you know, just it's, I think vintage especially is hot. I mean, hotter right now than say ultra modern. I think just a lot of people are gravitating toward vintage and that's going to mean, I hope it means that there's a lot of vintage out on tables. Um, the, the thing is, there's just so much of everything right it's it's not and it's very vintage show or i would say it's more of it's probably 60 40 vintage to modern would you agree that's a fair ratio yeah I say, so it, it, atlantic city is uh well the east coast dealers you get a lot of those old timers that are just exclusive vintage of, of course you're gonna have some guys with a mix but i would say there's a little more vintage than ultra modern but that doesn't mean there's not tons and tons of ultra modern because the guys who have right. it have a ton i right. mean they're gonna have show they're 10 showcases stacked up with it. And then of course, value boxes, it's going to be filled with that. And th that's be the majority of wax um, available as well. What are you looking forward to? Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to hanging out with everyone, of course, but I, I just want to see stuff. I want to see, I don't have like a specific card that I anticipate picking up. I have a few that I've been looking for, for a few years. Of course, they're not big names, but they're hard cards. Fine. So, I just want to see it, you know, what's a little different. What is, what's going to be out there? What's going to catch my eye. I'm sure I'll be able to pick up some stuff, but it's just going to be an incredibly fun, fun few days. And I think one of the things out there too, that we neglected to mention is, you know, make sure you bring currency with you. It's great to have some Venmo or PayPal, but cash works at works best cash is King, as you would say. But also, I mean, even if you don't have a ton of cash in hand, if you have extra cards, you can use them as currency. That's yep. what I did last year. I mean, you can take advantage of a hot market for certain players. Listen, it depends who you collect, what you like to collect. Some people collect different things. If you're sitting on a lot of Aaron Judge stuff and you like them, but you don't love them and there's other guys you collect, guess what? You know, people flying into Philadelphia, but there's going to be just as many people, dealers and shoppers, maybe even more from New York. Aaron right. Judge stuff will be hot and you will be able to get a solid amount either in trade or cash for your Judge stuff, especially if you have some higher end things. If, you know, he's someone you can part with, you could do really well. That's what I did last year. I mean, I had cash with me, of course. But last year, I brought a bunch of Shohei Otani stuff with me. I have some that I kept in the collection because I want it. I enjoy watching Otani play. I think he's just incredible. But I had a ton of extra stuff. I'm like, I don't need all of this. And I was able to work out a deal where I traded a number of Otani rookies for a Clemente rookie and a considerable amount of cash. And I was like, how how could this go wrong? And it right. certainly didn't. So I was thrilled with that. So that's like another option. And especially if you're from it, you know, if you're flying in, you can only bring so much, you can bring certain cards with you for sure. But if you're a little more local, 
it gives you a chance more flexible to bring a little more with you. But people will trade. I mean, you can trade at the trade nights with other collectors, but you can also trade with dealers and you can trade with collectors on the show floor. I mean, you don't want to sit there and break up a deal at a table and start trying to trade. That's going to probably not paint you in a good light, but you have options to trade, sell to dealers. I mean, you can sell some stuff off and then use that money to buy something else for your collection. So that's just another option out there. Yeah, there are multiple types of currency. I agree with you. Um, you know, I think looking for players, this is just a tip. You know, if you're thinking, what do I want to buy? I mean, Ichiro stuff, we were talking about this on another podcast. You know, these guys in the window between retirement and Hall of Fame election, Adrian Beltre, Ichiro, uh, guys that are playing now that have been playing a long time. And pool stuff has gone up a lot, so you may have to be careful there. But Cabrera, uh, thinking about Scherzer and Kershaw and uh, even guys like Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, guys that are kind of in the prime of their career that are having great years. Uh, Goldschmidt stuff's gone up a lot. But, you know, picking those guys up, you know, and looking for that stuff is is probably smart, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, buying smart is good. You probably don't. I mean, listen, if you love Julio Rodriguez, pick up some of his stuff, but I don't think you'll get many Julio Rodriguez bargains at the national. Right. He's obviously had an excellent first half. He right now will be rookie of the year. And then you get that show. I mean, the, does the home run derby ultimately matter a lot? Not really. Was it a national showcase for a guy like Julio Rodriguez that a lot of baseball fans probably have heard of, but not maybe watched play? And then they see him hit like 75 home runs in the home run derby, eyes widen up, and now they're looking for it and his stuff builds up. So I think you kind of want to try and be a little bit smart with stuff like that, knowing when to sell stuff, when to buy stuff. I mean, but that's, you know, if you're a collector, you're just looking to add cool stuff to your collection. And if you're someone who enjoys getting cards graded, you like to get stuff graded. So Mike, I know you uh you always like to get a few things graded at the national. You have some details for us how we can do that. Yeah, I mean uh PSA and CSG are doing on-site grading. SGC will not be doing on-site grading. On-site grading. They haven't confirmed that yet, but all indications are they would have already announced it. We're a week away. They would have already said something. But PSA is on-site $250 to get your cards back by the end of the week. Uh, they will they will run out of capacity for that, I would guess, by Friday morning at the latest, probably even as soon as Thursday afternoon. So if you're wanting to come in Saturday, drop your cards off and get them back by Sunday, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, but And 250 is not cheap. You know, that's what it was last year. I thought it'd be cheaper this year. They didn't ask me, so I didn't render an opinion to them about it. But uh, it is not cheap to do that. You, the card values can be up to $5,000, essentially. And uh, so you'd want to do it on those higher-end cards. It might make some sense. I'm doing it on two cards. Uh, I'm just getting two graded, a T206 Walter Johnson portrait and a 34 Gowdy uh, Lou Gehrig, which are multiple thousand-dollar cards, Uh raw even and so to pay 250 dollars to get them right back and not have to ship them not have to wait an eternity to get them back from psa to me is worth it to other people they're like no way that's stupid and i get that too um 
your cards, you make your own call. These are my cards. I'm making that call. I've got a lot of cards. I'm going to be dropping off at PSA for the $18 July special that they have going on. Uh, it's for kind of that lower end stuff up to $199 is the card value that they'll accept for that. And don't try to sneak one by on them. I'm telling you, they will they will upcharge you. If you stick a $400 card in there, they will you will get upcharged on that. Um, and the lines are insanely long. I did a video last year for the show when I and I went down the PSA line Thursday morning, I think, and it was literally 300 people deep waiting to get in to turn in their cards to get graded at the show. So be on your toes. If you if you have cards to drop off, I would not, you know, make that the last thing you do in a day. Like get there, get get it done. Um, that's important. So, but you know, a lot of people will use CSG maybe. What are they, $40 a card, $45? I believe it's $40, which, you know, is a bargain price in comparison to $250. Of course, CSG's resale value, if that's why you want to get something graded, isn't going to be as good. But if, I mean, if you have a chance to buy a really cool raw card and you feel a lot more comfortable having it authenticated and grade it, and it's not a crazy expensive card, I I'm going to go out on a limb and assume the CSG line won't be horrendous. I'm not saying they won't be busy, but it's not going to be anywhere near the PSA line. Right. I mean, $40, I'd rather have that option than not. I don't know what Beckett's pricing is going to be. I believe they're doing some live stuff too. But then again, I you hear from Beckett and about Beckett so little nowadays. that Yeah, I was going to say, does Beckett still grade cards? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they've kind of fallen off the map to a degree, but... It is what it is. But I think CSG is an option. Maybe even if you pull a really good card and you just want to get it graded, I mean, you could always get it crossed over at another time if you wanted to. Yeah. But the problem with PSA is obviously you need a card of a certain value to be worth it due to the financial commitments, but also the time you're going to put into it. Because like you said, the line's going to be really long. Unless that's the first thing you do and you get in and you wait at the show for – you know, maybe you get that 30 minute early entry and you wait a half hour before that, and then you go run to get to line, and then you're still going to wait. It's still going to take you some time. So you do have to consider that as well. But at least we have those options. Um, SGC not grading on site. I would love to have them do it. But at the same time, they've been so good at turning things over lately. It really doesn't make sense for them. I mean, you could send it off from the national. And it'll get to them when they get back and, you know, you may get it back very quickly. I mean, right now they're turning things over within a week, whether that continues, I don't know. They seem to be making sure that they're clearing stuff out before the national makes me wonder if there's some sort of announcement of some kind coming up, but who knows? We'll see what the future holds in terms of grading, but there are opportunities for on-site grading. Of course, there'll be some other pop-up companies I'm sure as well. Um, but I personally would go with one of the established uh, top brands if it were right. if it were up to me, if it were my card, that's what I would do. Yeah, and the, let's not forget about one of the big draws for the National is all of the autograph guests that are going to be there. I mean, there are, I don't know, 80 to 100 athletes. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but there's a ton of them. Lots of greats, you know, Joe Montana and Dan Marino in football and, you know, tons of baseball hall of famers. And if you're that guy that really wants to meet 
your hero and that kind of thing. That's a great opportunity to do that. I think prices for it are a little high, uh, but I'm still doing some things. And to me, that's a chance to do something that you can only get done in person. You know, if it's, uh, you know, regular old autograph, get a, you know, a base card autographed or something to me, I, you can probably find that on the secondary market. To me, it's for things that are more unique. I have some unique things that I'm getting signed at the national and, uh, I'm only, I'm going to stand in line for a couple of them, but, uh, that's again, valuable floor time that if you want to get autographs, you have to, like you just said about PSA, if you're going to grade stuff, you need to bake time into that, into your schedule to get that done. You have to do the same thing with autographs because some of the lines for some of the more popular players can be pretty long. And so you just have to be ready for that and know when your guys are signing, all of that can be found on the, either the NS, you know, NSCCshow.com, their website or TriStars website who runs the autograph pavilion. So there's, and there's the main stage. You can go listen to guys talk about the hobby. They'll have giveaways and all kinds of stuff at the Mike Burkus main stage. So like you said, even during the show, there is plenty of ways to spend your time besides. Oh, it, it's definitely, it's uh chaos for sure. There's stuff going on nonstop and you can't do everything. You might want to do everything. You can't do everything. You do have to pick and choose. And I would, I would certainly recommend like, listen, you want to treat, it's an experience and you want to treat it as a trip, a vacation more so than a job but you want to do some sort of planning before you go to, you want to at least like make yourself familiar with, Hey, this is something I might be interested in this. I could probably pass on, you know, I would try and avoid just kind of going in there and just going, uh, cause you're going to probably feel overwhelmed and then not, you're going to end up having regrets at the end going, Oh man, I wish I could have done that. I wish I could have done that. Um, right just a little bit of pre-planning, you know, maybe bring some holders, bring some storage stuff so you can protect your cards. Cause I mean, if you're on a tight budget, do you really want to have to buy top loaders? Now, listen, if you can drive and you want to buy a case of top loaders, cause you don't have to pay shipping and stuff, obviously makes a lot of sense, but you don't want to just go get stuck paying five bucks or a pack of top loaders when you have, you know, packs and packs of them back home. You just, you know, forgot to bring them. So there's just so many different, um, things to think about. Yeah. I mean, now, you know, we're a week away. You should start planning now. I have a list of things of just like, as I think of things over the last few weeks, I've been going, okay, don't forget to bring this. And it's just this checklist that the night before the, I leave for the show, it'll be like, all right, do I have all this stuff? Yes or no. And be ready to go. Cause it is overwhelming, not just going, but even maybe preparing. So don't overwhelm yourself, break it up into chunks that are manageable and that you can remember something and go write it down, you know, have a list or on your phone or wherever. Yeah, no doubt. You definitely want to do some sort of preparation, but you want to obviously most of all, just have a good time, have fun, go look for baseball collector and back dude, are you baseball collector? I love your content. It'll make a show. That's like the main reason he goes at this point. Yeah. To have people say, your baseball collector, aren't you? It's a total ego stroke for me. So no, I, I do appreciate it. And I'm sure you do too. When people come up and say, Hey, appreciate what you do. And I mean, 
if, if it doesn't make you feel good about what you're doing, then why are we doing it? You know, it, hopefully no one's ever come up to and said, Mike, you really suck, which would be interesting if somebody <laughs> did. Uh, but they're probably just doing that behind my back. Uh, that's okay. But it is fun to, to meet people that, that watch what you do and like what you do. That's, that's certainly a part of it. And it's, uh, if you do see us there, you know, do stop us and say, hi, we appreciate it. No doubt about it. I'm, uh, just looking forward to it. Finally getting here. Atlantic city is interesting. it will be an interesting place. It's been a while. I think the last one was 2016. Then of course it was supposed to take place in 2020 got pushed back to like what was it november december which we kind of knew wasn't going to happen but that was the placeholder until they officially canned it which they eventually did right and then finally we got back to uh back to chicago after that hiatus and now we descend upon atlantic city so it'll be It'll just be fun. It'll, it's fun when it gets there. And the reason there's so much content about it and so many people talking about it, of course, there's new people who have entered into YouTube land. And I'm sure stuff like Instagram are even crazier. I don't really follow uh, the other social media platforms as much, but it's because people really enjoy it. Like it is a big deal. It is a ton of fun. And there are opportunities to pick up stuff. Sometimes I hear people say, if you can't find it at the national, you can't find it you're not going to see a whole lot of like 1991 Fleer commons at the national. Cause guys just aren't going to bring them. So I wouldn't say that's necessarily true, but you can find a lot of amazing and cool stuff uh, for sure at the national. So it, it brings opportunities to add stuff to the collection and you, you're just going to see tons of amazing, amazing stuff. And you're going to have a blast. I don't know how many times I've said you're going to have a blast on this show, but like, I mean it, I'm genuinely excited and thrilled to look at cards and just like make that the main focus. It's not like, oh, I'm going to a show for an hour or two or I'm going to browse eBay for 20 minutes. Like that's more or less all you're doing. Like I know buddies of mine, they're like, oh, I got to go take 10 minutes to go call my wife and kids. Like, but outside of that, they're just hanging out with their buddies. They're like, dude, this is awesome. I'm not worried about this going on or that going on. I'm literally just hanging out, having a great time and talking about stuff too, not just buying stuff, but talking about stuff and, kind of being inspired, you know, do you think this is a good idea and such? Yeah. I, uh, always have great memories of buying cards with different people at the national. That's always something that sticks with, Oh, I remember I bought this such and such card with so-and-so, but I've been keeping a, a tick of every time you said it's going to be a blast. That's the, that was the sixth time that you said that during the show. Just, just so everybody knows out there, I am keeping track. And it, uh, we're, there should be a game where you have to take a shot every time. Michael says it's going to be a blast. National. Well, it is going to be a blast. <laughs> Do a shot. It is awesome, though. It really is a lot of fun. And that's why, like, I encourage people who can afford to go to the National at some point to go. Uh, it may not be an every year thing for everybody, but if you can get there, get to a national you're gonna have a good time um if you're really into cards that much if you're into the community and uh the hobby in general because that's what you will be involved in the entire time mike any final thoughts have a blast as mike says <laughs> no um no i mean just enjoy it just 
It is an experience. Embrace that and have a great time. It's going to be fun. There'll be plenty of videos, I'm sure, from tons and tons of YouTubers. I mean, there's going to be dozens upon dozens upon dozens going. There's probably going to be a lot of live streams from different Airbnbs. So it'll be fun to uh, kind of reminisce about the uh, the show and the experience, you know, even after. And that's like, that's really cool. I think not just for like, if you go, if you do make videos, make some videos. I don't, don't burden yourself with like, just feeling like, oh, I have to make all these videos. But I would encourage you to take a few clips at the show to do a recap each day or at the very least after the show, because you'll be glad you did in the future. It's fun to go back and watch some of your own videos. Be like, oh, I remember once again that I those cards I got at that national or I remember hanging out with that person who, you know, at this point now I may may not have seen in a couple years. And I always did stuff because I thought I would enjoy it for sure. But now I have people who watch certain old videos. I have some videos from Atlantic City and I have buddies who are like, dude, I just watched that video again. I watch it every year around the national and like the good times we had back then as well. So I think that's another um, cool way to kind of document the uh, the experience and the fact that you had a blast. Totally agree. Well, if you enjoy the podcast please check out baseball collector over on YouTube. Check him out on bench clear media as well. Check out the golden age of cardboard podcast. He's got that everywhere. Podcast can be found, including YouTube and Spotify and so many others. Of course, hobby talk with Mike O is on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and probably everywhere that the golden age of cardboard podcast is <laughs> as well. Mike, anything else you have out there that you want people to, check out or you encourage them to check out. no um i appreciate you having me on mike it's always fun to talk about the show i'm i'm ready just to get there i'm i'm done i'm like okay enough talk let's go you know i'm, I'm well, kind of talked out on it and before uh, you know it we will be there i know so uh, close a few short days so i'm looking forward to seeing you and everyone else uh I, there's so many people i'm actually going to meet for the first time which is like weird because i've known well it's it's kind of weird sometimes sometimes it's like that i don't know if you experience this but like if you could think back like at a certain point you almost can kind of get mixed up certain people you would known for a long time that you've kept some contact like oh it's this person i know this person from like high school college or like grade school or something like they can blend together to a degree right and I like almost feel like that certain people are like, I never met that person. They're like, oh yeah, I never met that person. But yet I've been interacting with them, talking to them for years, um, just never met in person. So that's just a whole new, whole new thing to look forward to. But it's uh it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. And appreciate everyone listening to Hobby Talk with Mike O. National 2022, Atlantic City. See you soon. <laughs>